Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week we're talking about a crazy 80s band called Oingo Boingo. Just so fun to say. Wouldn't you agree, Kurt? It is a fun name of a band to say. Do you know what the original name I, of the band was? I do, in fact. It was the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo, which sounds even more spectacular. And that was their theater group before they became a band. So that was super fun. That is a great name. Yeah. I okay. I, okay, Kurt, I get it. I got a proposition here. Oh, okay. Do you want to be the, the Mystic Knights of Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast? <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll put that in the official podcast register, but we'll still go by AKA Curtain Gen Make a Podcast. Right, because that's like more pedestrian. Like you can really get into Curtain Gen Make a Podcast, but like the Mystic Knights of Curtain Gen Make a Podcast is like for the super weird, elite, crazy theater people who want to follow us. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kept uh, uh, shortening it. At one point in time, they, sim- they shortened it to simply Boingo. Oh, that's they- not a good choice. Well, that's when they, after they got rid of like the horn section oh. and, uh, and the keyboardist and it was just, you know, guitar bass drums, then it was just Boingo. So I think that when you get rid of me and then you'll just make it, Jen makes a podcast, <laughs> right? When am I going to get rid of Kurt? <laughs> that feels hurtful at the top of the episode, Kurt. Why do you do this? I'm, we're just following the path of uh, you know making the the group smaller and making the name shorter. So uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, when Kurt saying. moves on, <laughs> it's going to be called Kurt makes a podcast. <laughs> Good time. Maybe we'll both just have separate podcasts and we'll react to the other person's podcast. It'll be Kurt makes a podcast and also Jen makes a podcast, but separately. <laughs> Have rival podcast groups. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I call red. That's my color for my podcast gang, as oh. it were. Just in case you wondered. Trying to I get know your were... bloods to listen to your podcast. That's right. <laughs> All right. Bloods for life. Okay. Ah, good times. The the band Oingo Boingo. When was the first what was the first Oingo Boingo song you heard? Do you, you remember? I I think we know what the first song that Jen heard was. Um, I don't think it's really hard to guess that it was obviously Weird Science. That was obviously the first song I heard by Oingo Boingo, which is why I love them, Um, which I understand is not like their typical song. And it was made super fast for the movie. But like, it's so funny. Did you know that the song that they actually used in the movie was a demo that the band did not want released? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, all right. Well, it still <laughs> worked out pretty well for them because it's a, it is a pretty cool song. I was going to play it from the top. Do you want to? Oh, I would actually like to play it 40 seconds in. I just love it. They clearly wrote this song based on the movie. Yes. Right? And such a but, good song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, 
they uh you know it wasn't like uh just like a weird you know they didn't just say go go write a song about science being weird they actually talk about uh, pictures from the magazine to to add into this creation by the way i don't know if all of our listeners are even familiar with the movie that's fair so maybe do a quick recap of the movie so we got two nerds who want to be cool and they decide to make a woman who is cool and also attractive who will like them and then by default make them cool because they are hanging around with her i'm not really sure yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically it. But uh, and also there was a weird, uh, even it, it, like an electrical storm that took place when they were trying to do this. There's, Actually, they, statistically, they, there's always an electrical storm. I mean, if we're going back to Doctor Frankenstein, so I yeah, almost no, said Frankenstein, which is the correct pronunciation. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the no. That's not the correct pronunciation. That's it's, the trying to shed the, you know, the the uh, Frankenstein. A legacy pronunciation. That's the Gene Wilder pronunciation, friend, and right. that's the only pronunciation In, that works until until he creates the monster and says, "I am Frankenstein." Oh yeah, that's true. But in this, so the original thought was they were just going to create a computer simulation of a woman to just to talk. practice and yeah. talk. Yeah, practice talking to the women's. Yes. Yeah. Which makes the most sense, right? It does. <laughs> but then the weird electrical storm created Kelly LeBrock. Um, yes. Which uh, who also, she just wasn't just an amazing woman. She was also had superpowers of some kind. You know, could do all kinds of things. Uh, I'm not totally. Yeah, she like magic them a Porsche. How did she do that? I don't. I still don't know. And I've seen the movie more than once. But she I'm like sure. gets them a Porsche. She's like she just is made. She's just created, and then she gets them a sports car. I mean, I want. I want this for me. Where is Kelly for me? I don't understand. <laughs> so, and this was this was fairly star studded too. This was, of course, Kelly LeBrock, uh, Anthony Michael Hall as one of the nerds. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, Bill Paxton as Chet, uh, Chet, right? Yep. The older brother. Mm-hmm. The, and he Robert Downey a- Jr. was yeah. in this. Yeah. Can we just go back to Bill Paxton here for a second? Yes, we can. He plays a dick so well. That's all I'm saying. Like, he is the, like, he did it so well. Like, I hated Chet. And I was like, Chet, you're a jerk. I don't understand. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, he was also a real jerk in True Lies. Yeah, was he? Was he, he was, also a jerk in Titanic? Was he in Titanic? Yeah, he was in Titanic. He was just the the researcher guy at the beginning, right? The you know were the ones that were going down to you know in the submarine to find the wreck and all that. That's a great question, and I bet. I bet that this IMDb page will answer that question for me. I'm also pretty sure that I'm right on that one. Well, all right. <laughs> okay, well, then I don't have to look it up. Hmm? So, so that yeah, the song, and, and yeah, they took, like, they scanned in, for some reason, in order to talk to this computer using 1980s technology, they needed to scan in magazines so that they could get a beautiful representation of a woman to talk to. So 
Yeah, very very 80s type plot where there was a... Well, maybe they were getting over their fear of like attractive women. I don't understand what that is, but maybe that was what that... I don't know. None of the movie makes... (laughs) And they don't exactly describe the plot in the uh, very well in the song but uh but they do mention the the magazines and about the weird kind of you know uh jury rigged uh, uh you know invention that they made in order to make kelly lebrock appear but um yeah very strange movie um it was i think i saw it once back in the 80s and i and i don't I never had the urge to see it again <laughs> I watched not only the movie, but the TV series. There was a TV series? It was a five-year run, I will have you know. Yes. You're kidding. Nope. They re- So I watched almost exclusively in my youth, the Sci-Fi Channel and Comedy Central. Uh, that was pretty much all I watched from the time I was in middle school on. Um, and yeah, this was a TV show for five solid years. I don't know how, I don't know how you make this longer than just the movie. Uh, like there's just a new plot point every week about like how Chet's a jerk. I mean, and like how they're going to fix it. Yay sitcoms. Wow. Yeah. They really strung it on. And they really got to, they, they really got actors to look like, uh, the, First actors. This John Asher looks a lot like Anthony Michael Hall in yeah. this. Yeah. Five years. Holy yeah. cow. I'm surprised you didn't know about it, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, of course, Danny Elfman, very famous for writing lots and lots of songs for movies and TV shows. Um, and they had a, there were also a lot of Oingo Boingo songs that were in a lot of different movies. Um, that is true, including probably their biggest hit, which we talked about in the last episode, um, "Dead Man's Party," which I'm going to play a little bit of that again since it's probably my favorite song of theirs. Wait for So while I love that song, there is another song from, I believe, the same album that has a very similar vibe to it. And I would argue is funnier and is it more the song, of a jam. Oh, is it the song when the lights go out? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so this is No One Lives Forever. brother. Don't forget, we've only got so many tricks. 
They're dancing in the in the full moonlight, and the Grim Reaper can't get him. Oh, so they're not dead? They're not dead in this one. Oh, okay. They're still alive. Wow, because it so this is and I wasn't going to play like when a, the light. It's like a prologue too. <laughs> okay, because in the song uh, when the lights go out, which I'm not going to play because it's actually not one of my more favorite songs, but uh, the, some of the lyrics here, um, you know, when the lights go out, uh, everybody starts to pray. Monsters and madmen all come out, and the dead start walking. There's no place to hide. Um, and skipped on a little bit. It really had like a vibe on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, They're writing a novel in song form. (laughs) People act real crazy. People start shout. People huddle together. They try and hide their fear. People party down. So once again, you got dead people walking around and having a party. So a real constant, yeah, real constant theme. And and he also, Danny Elfman wrote a lot of the the lyrics, or not lyrics, but the scores for um, uh, Tim Burton movies. Yeah, he was the he was the voice of Jack Skellington when he sings in the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is lovely. Yeah, and we just watched that at movie night the other day. All right. Yeah. How did the kids like it? Is that the first they, time? No, it was not their first time singing oh, it, okay. but they enjoyed it immensely. Excellent. They call it Jack Skellington. Skellington. They don't call it the Nightmare Before Christmas. They want to see the Jack the Pumpkin movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So that movie was featured with Oingo Boingo performing in the movie Back to School, which if I remember correctly from last week, you're not a big fan of. Is that right? Yeah. It, Rodney Dangerfield, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was not my favorite. I went and saw it in theaters. I Not think I saw favorite. this in the theater too. What what was it? Hold it. You you saw it in the theaters because this came out in like '86. No, did yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, then I didn't see it in theaters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would have been difficult. And then, yeah. I don't think I would have had a memory of that. So, are you just not a Rodney Dangerfield fan? Uh, I can take him in small doses. He's just hmm. he's a he's a bit much. So you don't really. What's the word? Respect him that much? <laughs> he doesn't get a lot of respect, John. <laughs> I'm not walking into this. <laughs> okay, I'll laugh at my own joke. That's fine. <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. Did you enjoy him in Caddyshack? He was okay in Caddyshack because there wasn't as much Rodney Dangerfield, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's better in small doses, man. That's all I'm saying. It's a very potent drink there. Woof. All right. Yeah, I actually, I remember really enjoying it when it came out. And, and again, a movie with Robert Downey Jr. in it. I Was there a movie in the 80s that he wasn't in? <laughs> I'd like to know it. That's all I'm saying. It was a yeah, high percentage of films. Yeah, he's done pretty well for himself. Yeah, he's doing through, good. Yeah. So yeah, Danny Elfman, who, like as I mentioned, is doing, you know, has done so many movies and, and scores and songs and movies. And it I thought it interesting that he did this song. Nothing wrong with the capitalism. There's nothing wrong with the free enterprise. Don't try 
So that's a little song called Capitalism. Yeah. And he he wrote it, I believe, that this was satire, that uh, he's he's writing it from the perspective of someone who is pro-capitalism, um, but sort of doing it satirically. And now Danny Elfman, according to uh, the internet, has a net worth of $50 million. Yeah, he is stinking <laughs> rich. Um, I think... So since we're since we're talking about some of the movies and the scores that he's done and different things like that, I want to bring up a very special episode of The Family Guy um, in which this happens. So I'm just going to play this little clip here. John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra, everybody. Okay, so uh, the rest of that clip, we see that they run out of money. And so they have Danny Elfman playing, <laughs> conducting that orchestra. That was an excellent trilogy of Family Guy episodes. It was very good. It was very good. But I, I particularly enjoyed that bit where it changes the tone so much when you get Danny Elfman in there. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's and funny. Yeah, he's got a real vibe. Yeah, and um, it's great. I mean I love it. Yeah, and like the the Simpsons theme is probably the if everyone doesn't already know that, was one of his more famous uh TV themes, which I think is really iconic and um it's it's definitely you know it doesn't sound like oingo boingo per se but you can kind of see how it sort of evolved from oingo boingo oh yeah i can see that and it's lovely so jen do you want to take a quick break sure all right kurt so in the first half of this podcast we talked about the song that i first heard when i first heard of oingo boingo but I am curious, what is the first Oingo Boingo song you heard? I did not remember hearing the song first until I was doing research this week. But I distinctly remember this song being played on MTV before Weird Science or before Dead Man's Party. A little song called Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Me. Nothing bad ever- So that uh, that refrain, that the hook and the refrain, the nothing bad ever happens to me, that has stuck with me for like, you know, 40 years just about that, like that, you know, when I, I think it might have even been one of the first few songs that I saw on MTV. I had no idea who they were, but that stuck with me. And I just listened to the song recently. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that song. <laughs> Isn't that fun when you remember that? And it's just been yeah. there the whole time. 
Yeah. This this song, although like I'm like, why should you care? Like maybe just like have some empathy. I don't know. But uh, the ref- that that part where they say nothing bad ever happens to me is I like it's something that plays in my head a lot because nothing bad ever does happen to me. It's only good things. You know, yeah. I I actually had that thought as well. That it, in the big scheme of things, I've really not had a lot of bad stuff happen to me. Yeah. So. I'm uh, I, I'm relatively charmed life, I guess. <sighs> it's nice. It is it's nice. nice. Yeah. So this actually reminds me of a song that is very random and that I don't know why it reminds me of this song, but there you go. Uh, it is called Cinderella Undercover. Have you heard this song, Kurt? I have not. Oh, well, then you are in for a something. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a treat, but you're in for something. Uh, I'm ready. this should be my theme song <laughs> that's it's so what is it that speaks to you what about it what is it this okay so i if you've never watched a scary movie with me um i don't think you have because what happens is i'm constantly like hitting somebody next to me and being like run away run away run away run away what are you doing and there was a movie uh super eight i want to say um, was the name of the film. Hopefully I'm right. In Super which... 8 or 8 millimeter? Super 8? Okay. Okay. Yes, Super 8. That is correct. Okay. Um, in which teenagers are supposed to stop a monster. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know and, that one. And one of them kids is intelligent and is like, I'm in freaking high school. I I want to live. And he runs the other way. And I'm like, that's my kid. <laughs> that's me good job kid this isn't your this isn't your fight run away like learn like go live. to robin bravely run away <laughs> i'm just saying like they never show somebody doing that and i was like i think i was in the theater with dirk and i was like finally finally there's one smart kid that's like maybe we should get help from an adult <laughs> this feels like a bad choice so oh. The running away from the the horror. That's the that's the theme that you picked up on that. No, the the theme that I picked up on there is that uh, Cinderella is a princess. She's undercover, right? But she's gonna live another day. You know what I mean? Like that's what's important is she's gonna survive. She's gonna survive another day. Okay, yeah. but so I I saw that the title of that, and I never I didn't actually listen to the song, How but dare it was. You? Well, I'm glad I got to now, but. Like Cinderella in the actual story is kind of undercover, right? She's always dressed in rags and until, okay. you know, until the ball, right? Okay. First of all, Cinderella is not undercover in the, th- are we talking about the fairy tale in the Disney film? Is that what yeah, we're yeah. talking about? Is there another source that I'm not? No, that's okay. I mean, she Cinder- was a princess, right? No, she was not a princess. What do you mean? She, she was, was, she was not her, a princess. Her dad was the, was, uh, 
what wasn't her dad like royalty? No. Just just a rich person? He was just rich. Oh, okay. And then he got married, and that lady had two daughters. And or he got remarried, and his, this, that lady had two daughters, and his daughter was cast aside, kind of. Okay. Yeah. She they were not royalty. They oh, okay. she only became royalty once she, you know, like danced with the prince and he was all like, She's really cool. Yeah. Good times. Okay. So mm-hmm. after are we saying that after the you know, that she's only she goes undercover after she becomes a princess? Is yes. that what the song is about? That's oh, what, okay. obviously. Got it. Well, yeah. she obviously had a lot of practice and you know, dressing in rags and, and exactly. whatnot. So. She's very okay. good at being incognito. <laughs> good times. So I have a song that I wanted to play. This is a cover song that uh, that Oingo Boingo did. By the way, what when I when I looked at the different uh, genre for Oingo Boingo, it's they have new wave and ska. I'm sorry, in, inappropriate, inappropriate. Yeah, this doesn't feel not, like ska. It's not ska. It's not it ska. Is, it's like it's absolutely new wave with horns. It's new wave with horns and like a little bit of a Jamaican steel drum at times. Yeah, it, that's that's you, as far as I'll go. How dare you? Yeah, and I love I like Oingo Boingo, but I love ska. Right, right. <laughs> this is just it. Never it never has that ska backbeat to no, it, it in, in any other stuff. Um, and they also have listed as one of their one of their influences is Devo. And this particular cover song that they played has a very Devo vibe to me. And I want to know what you oh, think I about. Oh, I think I know what song you're going to play. Babe, you really got me now. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Got oh, yeah. You really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. This. Doesn't that doesn't that feel very Devo? It does. It, you, okay, okay, hold on. Okay, so this is what it makes me feel like. Uh, it makes me feel so happy because, as we know, Jen loves the Kinks. Yes. Um, I also really like William Shatner, and I also love Random Noises. This is my song. This is my song. It was on my list. I'm a little upset that you stole it, but it's okay because it's such a good song. <sighs> it's such a good cover. You can do You Really Got Me in literally any genre weirdness and it's so good it's just good yeah. every time this is the third band that we've covered on this podcast that have that has done this song including the kinks and van halen so question yes. are you a band if you haven't done a cover of the song <laughs> i don't think you are i don't think you are it it is it, as someone who has played in a band and we i've never i don't think i've ever played in the band that has done this like a lot, but it's one of those songs that you just play because you have to, it's yeah, it's required. It's in the contract that you sign. You learn how to play power chords and then you learn to play this song. Obviously it's the best song in the world (laughs) and not a tribute. This is literally the best song in the world. Uh, Well, this version was a tribute of, but you know what I'm saying? The kinks was the best song in the world. That's all I'm saying. 
Oh, so this reminds me of another cover that they did that I don't think Kurt has heard. And this one is by another lovely British band that some of you all might be familiar with. Together. See how they run like pigs from a gun. See how they fly. You know, Jen, now that you play it, uh-huh. I have to admit I have heard that song. <laughs> How dare you? I asked you before this if you had heard the Beatles cover that they did. I know, I, but... Nope, you're, li- you're a liar. I was actually thinking of like, uh, for some reason, I had I had the Kinks cover in my mind, and then I was thinking of like an early Beatles song for some dumb reason. But yes, I do remember. Uh, this is obviously the Beatles song for Oingo Boingo to cover. Am I right? Or am I right? I know I'm right. You don't have to answer. Okay. I was going <laughs> to suggest that maybe I could hear them doing uh, Obladi Oblada. I think that would be a oh, very Oh, that cool would be so fun. Can we, Let's email Danny Elfman. <laughs> He's going to answer that email. What? I don't know why you're laughing. Can you Danny Elfman's a big fan of this together. podcast. Yeah, that's right. According get to Oingo no Oingo one. Get back together. <laughs> and just so you can cover Obladi Oblada. And we'll see how that compares against I Am The Walrus. Honestly, I'll just take Danny Elfman singing it. Like, I don't need, okay. I don't need the entirety of Oingo Boingo. It could just be Oingo, which, <laughs> which is what I've decided to just Danny Elfman should be called. Mm. Well, I, actually, Oingo apparently is the, horn, the horn section of the yeah. keyboard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would, is I he would just go boing? see Oingo play. Is he just yeah. boing then? <laughs> or boy. <laughs> boy. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, you know what, Kurt? I what is it, Jim? have a ridiculously weird song that I would like to share. Um, and it is... One that I think is one of the funniest songs that they've done. Mainly- you know, I'd be disappointed if you didn't bring a ridiculously weird oh. song to this, Jen. Oh, get ready. Buckle up. Um, I <laughs> hope to God you've heard this before, because if you haven't, it's a it's trippy. It's fun. I enjoyed it. And I am going to play what I think is their funniest, eh, weirdest, eh, I don't know song. I'm not even sure what this is, but I enjoyed it immensely. Hopefully you enjoy it. This is Reptiles and Samurai. Samurai, they smile never. Serious, pretty swords. Sometimes I like to open this place. Uh, 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 eyes. Um, also, samurai never smile. Is that that's very sad? I'm very sad for the samurai. Well, you know they've got a real serious job. You know? <laughs> oh, that is true. They have a real serious <laughs> job. They they don't have time for smiles. They don't have time <laughs> for smiles. <laughs> that is all. We should do an ASMR podcast. Just where we all whistle. 
whisper. Yeah, we'll just do a podcast on Billie Eilish. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whisper podcast. I think that... (laughs) I, I think that Billie Eilish, like, in order to record that, they, like, woke her up and then just got the microphone right in front of her. She's, so she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. You know, before she's actually fully awake. It's amazing. Anyway, oh, that's fun. I love silly things. <laughs> yeah, so that song I listened to, I think I listened to it at least 10 times. And I was like, I don't understand any of this song. And I enjoy all of it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I... Why are the reptiles in the samurai? Are the samurai reptiles? I I have so many questions. Danny Elfman, please respond to my emails. <laughs> oh, oh it, and when probably that song is you you probably don't want to know what it's about. I probably don't. I probably it's probably funnier that I'm picturing giant lizards in samurai armor because that's now what I'm I picturing. Am too. Yeah. yeah, it's delightful, isn't it? <sighs> Or, or, or turtles. Well, they're no. not lizards, but no. <laughs> they've already got the armor, right? I'm, I'm picturing a horned lizard in samurai uh, armor. That is a scary sight. Because I'm seems, also... Yeah, that seems like they would be fighting the turtles, right? That, <laughs> yeah, that the turtles that would, would be, be their sworn enemies, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. That's probably what the fourth verse is about. That's that's probably what it is. That is that is. Uh, are you picturing them full size? Because I'm picturing them as tiny little normal sized lizards in full samurai I, gear, which is even funnier. I was thinking about them full size, no. human sized, human sized. I was thinking of them lizard sized. Oh, yeah, that's it is adorable. That's, that's a little more adorable. It, if yeah. they were human size, they would start to get scary. Yeah, that's true. See, come live in the gen land. It's it's fuzzy and delightful. <laughs> By the way, Oingo Boingo doesn't have a lot of short songs. No, they do not. Like every song I listened to by Oingo Boingo was at least four minutes long. I don't yeah. feel like there were anything shorter than that. And I was like skimming through uh genius.com where they go through lyrics and they have people comment on the lyrics i was skimming through like the weird science 11 verses in the song weird science it's impressive <laughs> by the way uh the length of the lyric or the length of the verse is very short yes. for instance uh verse number 10 weird science things i've never seen before behind bolted doors that is a verse in weird science. And I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Can you dig it? Yes, I can. I, <laughs> I can dig it. <sighs> or verse number three. Weird science. Not what teacher said to do. Making dreams come true. Living tissue, warm flesh. <laughs> Look. <laughs> you can laugh now, but you don't have that Danny Elfman now. money. That's all I'm saying. Like that is true. has that Danny Elfman money. So whatever he's doing is working. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if it means 11 verses, it means 11 verses, man. That's all I'm saying. 17 oh, minute man. songs. Sure. It's cool. <laughs> By the way, do you, have you looked at that list of films that Danny Elfman has scored? No, please tell me all about it. Okay, it looks like I found a list here 
Uh, wow. I did not realize that he did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It makes sense, though, because I loved it. That was and, a great film. Yeah, and that was a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it was. And then he's also scored Milk, Goodwill Hunting, Big Fish, Men in Black, Edward Scissor's Hands. We all kind of saw that one coming. Batman, yep, sure. To Die For, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, which we've already mentioned. Alice in Wonderland, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, Justice League, Spider-Man, A Simple Plan, Midnight Run, Summersby, Dolores Claiborne, uh, and the Errol Morris documentaries, The Unknown Known, and The Standard Operating Procedure. And most recently, Dumbo and the Grinch. Yeah, wait, pretty wait, much. Wait, 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 he's also done The Simpsons, which we mentioned, Desperate Housewives, and Tales yes. from the Crypt. I did not see, I did not see Desperate Housewives coming. Desperate Housewives was a bit of a surprise to me. I am, um, I need to go back and listen to this theme now. Fifty Shades of Grey was one that surprised me, and Goodwill Hunting and Milk. Those yeah, were, didn't see those. those didn't see I those mean, coming. All the Tim Burton ones. I'm like, yep, yep. yep. Weird. Ticks all the boxes. Love, yeah. Love the Tim Burton. Weird movie. It wouldn't be a Tim Burton movie without Danny Elfman doing it. But Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I mean, it was dark. I remember watching the first uh, couple episodes. Was it? I yeah. They. I mean, I mean they like, were trying to do it in a darker fashion than normal. Okay. Did did it change in tone? Because I I don't think I saw any of the early ones, and I do know that there was a death at the beginning of it. But yeah, it did change in tone, and then I lost interest. Oh, okay. Um, but let me just tell you, <laughs> let's go back to Tim Burton for just a hot second. Sure. Uh, I got to see one of his sets in real life at Comic Con San Diego, and they are so beautiful, so beautiful, amazing works of art. I just can't even imagine playing around with those. To What's make it that? happen. Um, that is a good question. So I got to see the Frank and Weenie set. Oh, Franken? Wasn't that all? Yeah. Was that stop motion? Or was it was that... stop motion. So they had this oh. giant space in the middle of the San Diego Comic-Con where you could walk through it. And there were like people like every couple feet because they didn't want you to even touch the glass that it was behind. <laughs> like they were like, don't touch it. This is This is magic. And I'm like, I agree with you. I am just in awe that I can be here right now. So, well, what size was the was the set? Um, like scale? Can you estimate? You, uh, scale. Okay, so let's see here. So, um, like how most big of was the, the house, the house was like the height of a pint glass. So oh they were gosh. all super tiny, but like amazing amounts of detail. It was probably like three pint glasses big. That is amazing that you used a pint glass as your standard unit of measure. (laughs) Look. (laughs) Do you you want to get a beer, Jen? Is that Yeah, you know what? This podcast is cramming my style, Kurt. You know what I want to do? I'm gonna go get myself a beer. Let's just record this from tab and bottle. Um no. It's because to my right was a pint glass filled with (laughs) H2O. Oh, also okay. known as water, which is helpful when you're recording a podcast. Oh, so that that actually seems like a really small scale. I, I, a pint glass size house. That, that I mean, makes... it might have been two pint glasses high, but it wasn't bigger than that. 
Okay. Yeah, was, it was it was small okay. and it was amazing, like a delicate and like you could see all the oh, it was just so amazing. Wow. And did they have the figures that they used for the Yes, they did. Okay. Cool. Do you like the stop motion animation? I do. Um, and I think that was the same Comic-Con that I went to where I got to see the trolls from Weta Studios too. Because they had um, the giant life-size ogres from Lord of the Rings there. Oh my gosh. Or orcs. Orcs? Was it orcs? Well, there were orcs and then there there were also trolls. Yeah. But the, the orcs were the... The, the big ones giant that, ones. That the... Saruman created to fight the, you know, okay. But yeah, multiple different size of orcs. Yeah, there was, uh, I was not even up to the orcs knee. So it was really fun. Wow. Yeah, it was giant. It was so cool to to look at. San Diego Comic-Con, how I miss you. (laughs) So when are you going back? So we used to go every year with my uh, brother and sister-in-law who are uh, the Monster Rangers, Steam Crow. Um, But since we had kids, we haven't been able to go because it's like this whole long week of doing it. And it's like 12 to 14 hour days. So are you you anticipating bringing them like the next time you go is when they're old enough to enjoy it. Well, uh, so we work it. We don't enjoy it necessarily. Like we take breaks and we walk around and we get to do cool things, but mostly we're helping them. So probably not going to take them because they're not allowed to work on the floor until they're 17. So so not until they're able to pull their own weight at the convention. Got it. That's right. These are farm kids, Kurt. They gotta work. <laughs> well, if they were farm kids, then they would work when they're ten or eleven years old, right? Yeah, but not with the not with the uh, rules, as Got it, it were. Not with the rules. So, speaking of Comic Con um, and those kind of wonderful conventions where you get to dress up and you know enjoy, kind of like Halloween all year round. Um, it made me think of a song that I love and it's who do you want to be? And I just love this little section. I think I'll be a teddy boy. I think I'll be a hunk. I think I'll be a tough guy. And I think I'll be a punk. I might just be a fashion star. I'll dress in When you go to Comic-Con, do you enjoy dressing up as characters, like, you know, identifiable characters? So we do not. We do not cosplay uh, because we are minions for the Steam Crow. So we have, uh, we typically wear aprons that she's made and then like little funny hats. Like I've got lots of pictures of how my uh, costume for that has evolved over the years. Um, But I appreciate seeing it. In fact, this year we lost a wonderful person from Mythbusters, Grant Imahara, who came up to our booth a couple of years back. Well, must have been more than that because my kids are older. Um, 
And he came up dressed in kind of a silver Battlestar Galactica outfit. And I was like, Battlestar Galactica? Or are you going for Galaxy Quest? And he laughed. And he's like, it's Battlestar Galactica. And I'm like, obviously, I knew that. But it's fine. <laughs> uh, but he enjoyed both references. And it made me smile. But do you have the desire? Do you enjoy cosplay? Uh, yeah, I think it's super fun. Okay. Have Why you... not? It's just Halloween all year round. Why not? Do you have a, a favorite cosplay costume do i have a favorite cosplay costume um no but i do have a costume that i go as whenever i can't think of something which is uh snow white um it's to the point where a lot of my friends from college were like you should just do that on the weekends like you should just be snow white for kids parties (laughs) and i was like oh i should (laughs) but yeah wow that would That could be that could be a fun little side gig, right? Yeah, there's a, there's actually a group here in Tucson that or like a a business that does that where you can hire a princess to attend your parties, and the different princesses do look a lot like the princess that they are playing. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't think they currently have a Snow White. It's a look. You got to be real pale. Got to have the real dark. <laughs> got both of those boxes ticked. Thank you very much. All right. It look like you don't go out in the sun. So, Jen, is it time to rate the humor of Oingo Boingo? Yes, Kurt, I think it is. So, this is your band. Would you I like know. to rate first? I I would. Um, I've gone back and forth on this a lot because the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo, or as we commonly know them, Oingo Boingo, um, is such a fun name. It's such a fun group. It's such a great... I mean, Danny Elfman's amazing. It's so quirky, so silly, um, very irreverent, but at times very, very dark, um, which, you know, fits so well with the Tim Burton stuff. Uh, so I think I'm going to have to give them a four on the, on the humorousness scale. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. They're a very fun group. They're, they're have, I think I would love to see them in concert and they've got a real, you know, a real vibe to them, but it's not really funny and I yeah a lot of darkness to it so I was I'm gonna rate them a two that seems fair my first rating was gonna be a three but I gave them a little bit more because because of boingo (laughs) look we established in the violent femmes episode that boing is a very funny sound and I enjoy it always thank you what if they were named oingo boingo (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I think I think I might get a 0. 0.5. Uh, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, I have. Uh, I love Sex Bob-omb. Um <laughs> So good. It's such a great... Ba- wh- why? Uh, By the way, uh, if there's a movie and the lead, lead uh, character in the movie plays bass, I am almost definitely going to watch it. Right? All right. Okay. Right. By the way, they promoted that really hard at San Diego Comic-Con and probably lost lots of money. But Oh, really? Yeah. They promoted it, was, it hard. I mean, like, we were their target audience. I get it. Like, nerds who like stuff. Uh, good times. Yeah. It was kind of a, a niche movie. I, what? Uh, it what? Was. Okay. This is the next movie night. Because that's not niche. I'm not saying it's not a great movie. I really enjoy it, but it, I don't think it has real broad appeal. <gasps> How dare you? There's lots of people who play video games. <laughs> okay. So I don't that think angle's it's... just super fun, too. But it's not like a video game playing movie. 
It is kind of, because he's fighting all of the different... I'm not going to give away the entire plot of the movie, but it's very video game-esque in the way that he fights things. That is very video game-esque. I feel like somebody hasn't seen it in a long time. That that is possible that I have not seen it in a long time. (sighs) Okay, so that was your pick for a band, Oingo Boingo, which means it is now time to reveal our next band, which will be a listener pick. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, We actually have a Google Form submission from one of my friends, Jennifer Durfee, and she wrote in for Green Day. (gasps) Green Day. Oh, I love Green Day. I love Green Day so much, and we are going to go on a trip next week. Excellent. Looking forward to it. So until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And And we we just just made made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my